0: Coming up on this episode of the 33 and a third percent podcast instant reaction show, we give you our instant reaction to AEW Dynamite Grand Slam just ending hours ago in Queens, New York, at Arthur Ashe Stadium. The crowd was hot, and we'll let you know what happened in our analysis. Then we go back one day, we talk about NXT 2.0. We have a new champion. We'll let you know who that is and give you our analysis for the rest of the night. And is there a breakout star in NXT 2.0? We'll talk about that. And finally, ending the show, we talk about Monday Night Raw. We already said Big E is the new WWE Champion. But a couple people from SmackDown, known as the Bloodline, invade Raw. And they have not one, but two matches One is a triple threat. You don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss Corey's smug SOB analysis as well about his favorite person, Roman Reigns. All that analysis and more on an instant reaction show of the 33 and a third percent podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the 33 and a third percent podcast instant reaction episode. Uh, this is the instant reaction to where we get together late night, and tonight I just have an army of one. It's the smuggest of SOBs, Corey Black. Corey, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good, and hey, you know what? I'm all you need.
0: I right, know. This is this is it. This is it. This, uh, contrary to popular belief, this is the A team. Uh, and uh, you know, no matter what, no matter what Lucky Strike Tobin says, he'll have something to say on on social media. I'm sure. Um, I appreciate you getting on uh, tonight right now. It's 1126 PM on a Wednesday and it's Wednesday and you know what that means. It is AEW dynamite and it's called grand slam tonight. There they are live and they were live um, Wednesday and they're live again on Friday, but they're live tonight from Arthur Ashe stadium where they hold the U S open in Queens, New York sold out crowd filled to the rafters because of all the third party ticket sales the crowd was electric for this one. I wouldn't expect anything less for the crazy slash passionate, if you want to call them that, AEW brethren. Um, they were ready to go early to open up the night. We have the dream match. Brian Danielson, the American Dragon versus Kenny Omega. Um, non-title. 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 It is it is important to say that. And they... Uh, they used the, uh, the the 30-minute time limit at the very beginning. So I was like, all right, all right, which, as, which is as, fine. As soon, yeah. as,
1: they, as soon as they said that, I was watching them. <laughs> as soon as they said that, I turned around and said, it's going to be a goddamn 30-minute time limit draw.
0: Yeah, and I was just like – I heard it, and I didn't think anything of it. And then I kept looking at my time code, and it was like 23 minutes, 25 minutes. I'm like, it's got to be almost time soon. And I was like, they're they're going to go all the way. They're going to go all the way to thirty, and um, that's exactly what happened. But this match alone, the beginning was kind of slow, which I, I understand. They're not going to come out hot. It's a dream match. They like to work with the crowd.
1: Yes, um, yes. Yeah, especially if you're going thirty minutes, you can't go. You can't go full uh, full force for thirty minutes. But no. the opening the opening crowd work was fine. I didn't really have an issue with it.
0: No, 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 not at all. It, to me, it, I'm not, and I'm getting. I can already sense that Tobin's going to get angry. I'm not comparing it to this match. They don't, this is the only thing that I have it. Uh, I guess to to compare it to, just the crowd beforehand and looking at both men and the crowd going nuts was Rock and Hogan in WrestleMania X Eight. I'm not going to compare it to that. That's what I, I'm just I'm just saying. Okay.
1: The crowd is hot. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That crowd is the is probably the most hot crowd at the Sky Dome, maybe of all time. But the only thing I can compare to is that. So, you
1: know, I'll I'll, I'll I'll yeah. give you your comparison. I'll give you okay. the comparison.
0: All right. I, I, I appreciate. It.
1: You're not you're <laughs> not saying you're not saying it's the exact same thing. It's comparable. No, 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 I, no. I'll give you that.
0: <laughs> okay, it's comparable. And just the uh, just like the big fight feel. Uh, you know, the crowd was ready. Um, a back and forth affair in the middle of the match. Uh, one of the uh, the. Uh, a big moves was the Snapdragon Suplex onto the ramp, which was a la like the WrestleMania twenty ramp where they had the city of New York going down the stage and and uh, the ramp goes right to the ring apron,
1: which yeah, I when like. Went, yeah, when he hit that, when he hit that on Brian, I mean, he like it was very snap. There was a lot of snap to it, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and I mean that was one of the problems that
0: Brian Danielson had early, in, early in his career, probably like what five six years ago, where he had to retire. So. Um, it's for him to hit that. And then he hit Omega hit more moves on, on Danielson. The, uh, the buckle bomb going over the top rope, just getting chopped a million times. Like Danielson was taking a punishment during this. Oh, I mean, but
1: by, by the, by the end of the match, I said, Holy shit. I said, look at his chest. I said, that is like bleeding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just, um, it's amazing what, what Danielson agreed to do. I, I of course they probably talked about it beforehand, but, um, what he agreed to do before the match, just taking these moves back and forth. Um, a- another one that I, that I kind of grimaced at was the, the, the super mega, whatever Excalibur calls it, the Snapdragon suplex off the top where Danielson flipped the whole way over and, and landed on the stomach.
1: Yeah. I, um, I, I thought, I thought that was weird. Cause like they, they sold it. They were like, Oh my God, he killed him. And then like Tony Fasciani was like, well, he, he flipped over and he landed on his face. <laughs> And then it's like, right. it's like, so what, did he kill him or did, you know, did he flip over and not die? It's like, come on, guys, it's Like get it together. But, um, but no, I mean, that. I mean, still even to take that and flip over in midair, I mean, it was brutal. And
0: we didn't get any, uh, this is awesome chance till about 18 minutes into the night.
1: Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for a while. Well, for, I mean, honestly, for a while, like, I was like. Even, even, even though it happened pretty early into the match, like I was like, man, the crowd's a little bit silent for the for this at the beginning, and and then, but the, you know, of course, being the typical you know New York AEW crowd, they they got into it by the end. So,
0: so at the very end, uh, we have uh, Omega hitting a, another V trigger. I want to say it was probably his fourth or fifth one. Um, I, I guess a, one more big move in the match is when Omega backed up the whole way back to the ramp. And then ran the whole way down the ramp, and gave him a huge V trigger into the ropes, and Danielson went went to outside of the ring again. That's, the, that's uh, when they went to commercial, which is always it's they have to work on going to commercials with picture in picture because there was a, some stuff that happened in the in the smaller screen.
1: The the, rever- um, the reverse Hurricane run out of the uh, one wing danger yes. that was pretty sick too.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. I mean, Omega Land ran right his head and. Uh, it looked, it looked pretty brutal, uh, but uh, Danielson avoided a Phoenix splash and then hit his uh, flurry of yes kicks. I don't know if we can even call him that anymore. Um, and then um, Omega used the ropes to escape. They they exchanged big strikes, and um, they announced that there was 45 seconds left, like out of nowhere. I was like, oh, man, like, here we go. And then the bell rang uh, right when Danielson was about to put him into a, a submission, and um, Danielson, I guess, played... The semi heel here tried to keep, tried to put him in it, and Paul Turner, the referee, was trying to get in the middle of them. And then all of a sudden, the elite come down, the super click. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks come down, and uh, that's, they that's separate what they
1: them. called them when they hit the ring. They're like super click. Oh god,
0: super, super click. Guy. I was like, oh, there it is. And uh, Cole and the Young Bucks give uh, Danielson a triple super kick.
1: Yeah, super what kick a bunch on of fucking assholes. <laughs>
0: Corey's not on board with Adam Cole anymore. His baby can shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, he can take that. He can take his fingers and shove them up his ass.
0: <laughs> and uh, young bucks looking extra douchey tonight, and I love it. I love young bucks.
1: It's and then, perfect. and then Jungle Boy and Christian and Luchasaurus hit the scene.
0: Yeah, Jungle Boy was giving hard right hands to Adam Cole, and Adam Cole just ducked out of the ring. We have a we have a preview for Rampage. This Friday,
1: what a, what is what is surprise? You know, six guys who are fighting on Friday also show up on Dynamite to remind you that they're fighting on Friday. Hey. It's amazing. It's a, it's a simple business. You gotta you gotta sell the next show, the, the present show. I mean this. I mean this match was. I mean, I don't like to. Th- I don't like to throw on the term like great match, but I mean like this was this was a very good match. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Um, the sign the sign to me of a really good match is when you watch something and this goes to a thirty minute time limit draw, it doesn't feel like it's being stretched out at any point and you don't feel like you've just sat there for thirty minutes.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It's the same with the uh the Iron Man match in WrestleMania twelve. If you watch that again, you don't feel like you're sitting there for an hour watching it. Um
1: I mean, as, yeah, as fr- yeah, as frustrating as the ending can be in, in terms of even both matches, to be honest, just sitting there and watching the match, to me, it doesn't feel like you're sitting there for 30 minutes or you're not just sitting there for an hour and watching Hart and HBK go at it.
0: Well, one, I'm, I'm glad that they, they finished it, didn't have some overtime BS where they didn't continue the storyline. This might be technically long-term booking. Uh, and that's not a
1: bad thing. That's it's not a bad, bad thing.
0: thing. Bad thing. So they didn't do any of that. Not not really. I, I wouldn't consider it a schmas finish. It's actually, I thought it perfectly encapsulated what Danielson wanted to do and said, hey, if I can go 30 minutes with the champ, then I want to, I think I deserve a title match uh, at whatever special that they have coming up or uh, the next pay-per-view in November. Full gear.
1: An full Iron year. Man match one hour. hour.
0: I mean it seems like yeah, that, that wouldn't be too far out of the question just because they just fought for 30.
1: I'd watch so. the shit out of that.
0: Yeah, let's, let's go 60 and see what happens. And I mean,
1: I've I've made my disdain for Kenny Omega known, but I'd watch him and Daniels go at it for an hour.
0: All right, so uh, grade for that match, Corey. I give it, I give it a B+.
1: Really? man i'm i'm giving, i'm giving it, i'm giving it an a i'm giving it an a all right, all
0: right. yeah i don't <laughs> know I, I, I don't know if i can give it an A. i i'm I, why so here's the thing why do i give it a b plus i give it a b plus it's not even on them it's just overall presentation either I understand they gotta pay the bills, they gotta they gotta put commercials on there, but if you're trying to sell a matchup, you gotta know when to slow things down. And they were trying to slow things down with that buckle bomb that he went over the top rope. And it's very trivial. It's very nitpicky of me. But just little things like that. Just have a commercial free by State Form or something like that. <laughs>
1: That's I mean, hey, if you you know if some if some of us choose to be nitpicky and choose to be negative Shane, I can't help that. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. I'm just I'm such, a, such a negative <laughs> asshole about AEW,
1: especially. Yeah, just all the time. You're like, oh, I hate AEW, and I hate all these guys. And, oh, geez, Shane, it's, it's annoying sometimes, but I love you.
0: Hey, Bleach Report gave it an A plus. Okay, I'm not going to give it an A plus.
1: To be to be honest, uh, at first I was bummed out about the time limit draw, but I'm just glad they didn't go with the uh, the cliche of five. Give us five more minutes.
0: Yeah, five more minutes nope who saved us the elite saved us once again
1: well wow. thank I mean, god that's that's not that's not overreact
0: speaking of overreacting cm punk comes out for a promo oh, it started out a bit weird and i was like okay he's talking about how he has to smile he has to be happy he's not going to be pissed off and angry because he loves his crowd and we all know cm punk is a is a man for the fans. He, he's all for the fans. And he talked about that and had a kind of a baby face promo. And they got really angry at the end and said, Powerhouse Hobbs, Team Taz, he's like, you didn't kill me. You should have finished the job, but you didn't. And I like the very end when he basically said that, you know, I'm alive and my job is to stay awake.
1: And my my other job is to put you to sleep.
0: Yeah, put you to sleep and tuck your ass in. I like the ending of this promo. The beginning was 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 a little bit weird, but I enjoyed the ending. It sold the match. Team Taz didn't come down, which kind of bummed me out because I like when you know Taz. You know, this is this is his basically his hometown around around his hometown the 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 Red Hook district. Um. But he didn't come down. Powerhouse Hobbs didn't come down to really sell it. Just gave CM Punk his time. Um, I would have liked to see Powerhouse Hobbs though, just just because he's in the match and he needs, to, he needs to, he needs to, prove himself.
1: Well, we've we've basically already confirmed that everybody in the in the first match by way of Christian, the Elite. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy all coming down to to have a have a fight at the end. We basically already confirmed that everyone who's competing on Friday is already there. So it you know it would have made perfect sense for Hobbs and Taz to come out.
0: Yeah, just to talk, just to basically I, I feel like power like powerhouse has to work on his overall mic skill charisma. Just get him out there and get him out there to go toe to toe with CM Punk, but.
1: Didn't do that. They chose just to put CM Punk on the screen, which won't, won't be the last time we see that. So I've, I I've said my piece about it in the text message where I said, oh, great, another <laughs> CM Punk promo. Another seven years between these things again.
0: <laughs> that is false. We will not. We'll probably have another one on Friday before the match.
1: Probably. So that, and then we'll probably have one tomorrow, even though there's no show.
0: <laughs> right online. I'll be right on social media.
1: He'll we'll probably be he'll, he'll be at my front door like a Jehovah's Witness. I'm still packing up fighting S- Hobbs on Friday <laughs> rampage. Fuck you.
0: I don't know if he's gonna fly the whole way back to Central PA, but that'd be great if he did. I wish I can.
1: I wish he I can will. Pay he will just ruin my day, Shane. <laughs> he'll knock. He'll knock on my door and piss in my Cheerios at the same time. I don't know how, but he'll do it.
0: Well, speaking of pissing in Cheerios, MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. Is up next. Brian Pillman comes down with Julia Hart, no relation to the Hearts, and uh, MJF comes down with his boy Wardlow. This match is okay. I give it a C. Nothing really too much to talk about, other than MJF put his hands on a woman, and I don't know if we're going to go there, but um, wasn't too big of a deal. But then, <laughs> uh, go
1: ahead. For for a feud that started off on such a personal promo and started out on such personal notes. The the match itself was just so forgettable, and there just wasn't any any uh there wasn't any fire to it, you know what I mean? It was just it was just a match where they did like they even and, and, and a match that started on such a personal note to have even just a few comedy spots in there, just to me it, it defeats the whole purpose of the feud, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean f- Brian Pillman Jr. just is kind of it's kind of bland. I like him with the tag team. I like him, Brian Pillman jr. I like his flying Brian tights. I like where he's going. I clearly know what he's trying to pull off here, but it's just not, it's not his dad.
1: It's just people, not, not. Yeah. People the, are crowd, the,
0: the, 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 the crowd's not really into it either. I don't know. It probably was because they, it's probably a, it, clearly a letdown match after the, you know, the big match at the beginning with Omega and Danielson, but still the crowd was just kind of meh And, uh, just want i guess wanted to be over
1: the the end the ending just feels like an ending we've seen like a million times in a million other matches and um and people are already suggesting online they're like well he should you know now, next he should do the, the loose cannon gimmick and cuz that's what his dad did it's like people it's like people who are kids of like you know it's like Ted DiBiase Jr didn't need to have the million dollar belt like people who are kids of wrestlers don't have to follow in their dad's gimmicks they can be their own thing they can set their own path they don't have to to rehash these gimmicks because people think that, that that's the that's the problem in WWE is that we think that rehashing gimmicks is cool and a great idea just because they've been done before doesn't mean we need to see them again we need new ideas um, yes so
0: I, to me if i'm watching this match i feel like the the feud's over I, I just don't know where to go from here but you know also me me resourcing you know using bleacher report as a resource you know they they said the feud is far from over and has plenty of room to improve i i, I don't agree with that i yeah i, the, I, don't, yeah. I don't i don't know where they go from here other than yeah you're going to just have another match just to have another match
1: Speaking speaking of MJF though, did you see did you see his the picture of his parents online? No, I have not. They, they they were going to the show and they they took a picture in front of their car and they were like, we're, you know, it's like we're MJF's parents and this is the sign we're bringing to the show. And they had a sign that said, "We're MJF's parents and we think he's a jerk too." And then he like <laughs> he basically like tagged them in, on Instagram or something. He's like, "Fuck you, mom."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a. Uh... There was a couple signs in the crowd tonight and I'll get to it in a little bit. We'll get to it later. Uh, where it's one of my, uh, three positives. We're gonna have three, three positives and three negatives of the show at the end of this. And, um, there's a couple signs in the crowd. The one that's not on my three positives, but I'll talk about it cause it has to do with MJF is, uh, a woman in the crowd said, I'll leave, I'll leave my boyfriend for MJF. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, that's your loss. Then I guess MJF, come on. Um, so, up next, after MJF and Brian Pillman, clearly MJF wins off of Salt of the Earth when uh, Brian Pillman comes off the top rope.
1: Misses a phenomenal the forearm.
0: Yes. Misses a phenomenal forearm and gets the loss. Up next, it's Corey's boy, Cody Rhodes, the baby, versus Malachi Black to continue their feud after Malachi Black knocked his ass out. I used it, Corey. I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. I'll see you later.
0: <laughs> um, back in the beginning of August, Orn um, Anderson comes down, um, which, remember that name, because he's going to come into play uh, towards the end of this match for no fucking reason. And Brandy Rhodes is part of this, too. Brandy Rhodes is coming back, making her return. Her triumphal return.
1: Woo. Hooray.
0: E W. And let me just put it you this way. Doesn't look like she had a baby at all. So good for Brandy Rhodes. She, she's very pretty, but as Rhodes comes down, Malachi Black comes down. They they get the match started. Um, the match is just a back and forth. Nothing, nothing to me too special until the Cody Cutter, um, and then the wheels fall off the train. So you have Arn Anderson getting on the apron for no apparent reason, and I go, why the hell is Arn on the apron?
1: I'm talking to
0: the TV. I'm like, get off the apron. What are we doing here? <laughs> and then he's on the wrong side. So if you're looking at, it, he's on camera side. And you're like, all right, well, what's he doing? And then all of a sudden, <laughs> he tries to go around the post.
1: Yeah, he's like, he's like trying to climb around it, and you're like, Arn, what the fuck, <laughs> he,
0: And he has a big belly. I don't have room to talk, but he's just a bigger guy with a big belly, and he. <laughs> He tries to like swing from the one end to the other of the of the uh the apron, and he falls off. <laughs> I don't know if he meant to do that yeah, to I get could, like
1: yeah. I couldn't tell if like that was a deliberate thing or like part of the storyline, or if yeah, he just legitimately fell.
0: Yeah, I'm like, do do we have a hawk drunk storyline? <laughs> that's what I just, i don't I don't want that. But I mean, yeah, so...
1: you know his kid his kid just his kid was murdered on national TV like two weeks ago, so. Cut the guy a break.
0: <laughs> so basically, Arn tries to go around, swing around to the the right side. If you're looking at ca- the camera side, the right side of the apron, and he falls off. And then the crowd's like, ah. He gets back up. And then he gets back up. You know, Cody, you know, goes into the ropes. by you know, Malachi Irish ropes him into the ropes, goes into the ropes, and Arn falls down. Then Cody goes out and tries to pick him up. And Arn's like, get back in the ring, get back in the ring. And then they do a little back and forth, and then Malachi Black spits a purple mist or black mist into his face, and he rolls Cody Rhodes up for the win. So Malachi Black wins again. He'll finish. So that's that's good. Chicken shit, he'll finish. Great, great. It's fine. But again, where do you go from here? So it's but- like, oh, you, you know, I, I, Corey,
1: your thoughts. This match initially jumped the shark for me when Brandy Rhodes had to insert herself and she rolled into the ring and gave Malachi the finger and said, yeah. oh, fuck, like, it's like, you don't need to be a part of everything. It's like, you can just be outside the ring. You don't need to insert. You're not the center of attention. You don't need to insert yourself in every single thing that Cody does. Um but yeah, the whole thing with Arn was very awkward. The fact that he fit, the fact that he fell twice essentially makes me believe that as he was trying to get around the the ring post, he wasn't supposed to fall, um, and it kind, it kind of broke up the flow of the match. Um, I w- I was really appreciating the the work that Cody was doing, uh, working on the knees and the and the leg and everything. Like he did that one where he got his leg up on his shoulder and did the drop down, like the the kind of like knee breaker, I guess you could call it. Um, I was appreciating that. And then uh, there were like the seeds of, of a Cody heel turn or, or I honestly thought at one point, like Arn was going to give him like a spine buster or something when he came over to check up on him. Um, the, the black mist and everything is okay. It's just, uh, the, the small package, um, is kind of an anticlimactic way for the match to end in my opinion. But I mean, as much as I, like I see, I see it continuing, but it, it, it feels like this should have been a definitive end where Malachi gets the definitive win instead of a freaking roll up. But
0: Yeah. I, again, I don't, I don't know where that can go from here. I think black, um, you know, it says on Bleacher Report here, um, you know, black can move on to bigger and better things. Um, and he was, this person was surprised that Cody didn't turn heel, like, in, like, a natural way, so.
1: Well, they think, they think, they think that MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. should go on so They're wrong!
0: Right. So, this is written by the doctor, Chris Mueller. So, tweet him.
1: I'll tweet him yeah. right now. You're wrong! <laughs> All
0: right, so, Corey, this is where you're gonna have to help me out here. FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen. Stepfather and stepson in the ring. Um, Looks like Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler were wearing some interesting attire down the uh, the ring.
1: Uh, I read. I guess
0: it was NWO themed
1: attire. Yeah, it was NWO themed trunks, like it was the the FTR logo, but basically in the NWO font. Um, I I feel that the thirty minute uh, Omega Danielson match kind of put everything else behind because it felt like at this point, I, I remember looking at my phone and I was like. Well, I was like, we got two matches left. And at this point, like, we were hitting the half hour mark to go. And I was like, one of these matches is going to f- f- be short. Although, this, the tag match didn't feel rushed and it didn't really feel all that short. But for, ev- for everyone who's, who bitched about the FTR basically being buried by uh, the NWO on that, uh, on the anniversary episode of Raw, um, I mean it was it any is it any better that they basically got their asses handed to him single handed by sting uh I mean like he was like he was like they they he got the hot tag in and he was you know slamming them around whipping them around doing and it, and it got to the it got to a point where uh sting was doing like this the splashes this the stinger splashes and uh one of FTR I can't remember their names I honestly can't uh, what a cash wheeler well, I mean, I know, but like, I can't no, remember which, one. which one's the gotcha. bald one, which one's the one with the hair. Um, but one of them was setting up; they snuck a chair behind him in the corner. It looked like Stinger was going to do a Stinger splash, hit the chair. They might get the heel win, but uh, he moved out of the way, and then Sting, you know, Sting miraculously saw the chair stopped in time, and then he even hit. Uh, oh, he hit Tully Blanchard, and then. He ended up basically, you know, slamming around FTR for another minute or two and then put one of them, the Scorpion Deathlock. And then the other was instead of just climbing into the ring to break up the hold was just standing on like standing on the outside, reaching through the bottom rope, trying to pull his partner to the ropes. And Darby on did the coffin drop off the top. And then that was it because he tapped out. I love I like I, 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 I love I love Sting. WCW stings fantastic. Crow stings fantastic. But, I mean, at some point, to come back at this point in your career, you need to start giving back to the business, I feel. And I feel that Sting's added a little bit to Darby Allen. He was already very over when Sting came over. I don't think he added that much. Um, but he just feels like he's taking away for some others, and he just – he needs to t- he needs to take that loss, that first loss, in my opinion, to start giving back to some of the other guys, because it just feels kind of goofy at this point to see him like single handedly whipping around FTR.
0: Right. Um, so I want to say Dax Harwood is the bald one. And then Cash Wheeler is the other guy who like slices hand okay. dope. Okay. or arm or whatever open
1: and this, so, this was also the first time I think it was I think it was Jim Ross on commentary I'd never heard anyone call him Dax the Axe
0: Dax the Axe well Jared likes to make his own his own stuff
1: Booger time. Red Booger Red yeah,
0: Booger Red he's only said it a few times about the Undertaker so um, we didn't give a grade for the other matches so MJF and Brian Pillman I gave it a C
1: Yeah, I, I would, I would say C. Absolutely, it's. I mean, honestly, by the end of the show, I, I forgot everything about it.
0: (laughs) Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes. I gave it a B minus because I love Arn Anderson falling because he's fat.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go C plus on that one. And then FTR Sting and Darby Allen. D. 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 Yeah. All right. If 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 they had got like I was really excited to to see that maybe Sting would do the Stinger Splash into the chair they would get the heel win, like roll him up with the feet on the ropes I would have been perfectly fine with that I would have probably given it a better rating at that point but the fact that Sting and Sting has to go over yet again really soured me on it so like I said I'm going D. Okay. And
0: now we're at the main event of the evening, the women's championship match. Britt Baker, DMT, with Jamie Hader and Rebel, not Reba, versus Ruby Soho. If you don't know who Ruby Soho is, it's Ruby Riot from formerly of WWE and the Riot Squad. Uh, She debuted at AEW All Out in the Casino Battle Royale. She won the
1: match. It it was really weird to see her come out with Sarah Logan, too. Was she there? No, I'm just messing with you. (laughs) <laughs>
0: nope. No, she wasn't. Host of the show, didn't get to watch the match. That's why I got Corey here to help me out.
1: That's why I'm yep. fucking around with him. Whoa.
0: So, um, it says here, uh, and from what Corey and I talked about before the show started, um, again, a lot of back and forth, and then at the very end, it was a lot of uh, Britt Baker just trying to finish Ruby Soho off um, with uh, multiple moves. She didn't do the Pittsburgh Sunrise because there is not a move it's like that. It's the Panama Sunrise. Goddamn it! I love the city of Pittsburgh, but stop calling it the Pittsburgh Sunrise.
1: The Pittsburgh Sunrise.
0: <laughs> you watch your mouth, all right? You, yeah. you shows you show some damn respect.
1: Well, it, would it be okay if I called it the Pirate Sunrise?
0: <laughs> Just as shitty. <laughs> One, there's a guy. Na- there's a guy named Yoshi on the team. Woo!
1: The 100 Lost Sunrise.
0: Not yet. They're not there
1: yet. It's gonna, it's gonna hit there. All right, but let's, let's. <laughs> we, 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 digress.
0: We digress. We're pirates fans, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they go to a break and they come back to the break. Uh, Soho is trying to uh di- drive Baker's face into the middle turnbuckle. She followed up with some kicks. She planted uh, Britt Baker with a side suplex, before Britt Baker drilled her with a super kick. Um, the ending. Uh, sees Ruby So trying to hit the finisher on Baker, but she was distracted by Rebel, not Reba, and Jamie Hader and Britt Baker, DMD, used it to apply the lockjaw for the win. Corey, your analysis about this women's title matchup?
1: It's, it starts out perfectly fine. like They were they ha- they having a very competitive back-and-forth match, and just by the end, I don't know if it was a timing issue where they were trying to pad out for time or if they didn't know how much time they were going to have. Just like I said to you uh, earlier before we got on, it just it devolves into this Britt Baker hitting all these crazy moves to try and get a reaction from the crowd when Ruby Soho kicks out at a two. Um, Ruby finally kind of works her way out of the first attempt at a lockjaw. She hits her finisher on Britt Baker, but then uh, Rebel, not Reba, hops up on the apron and she hits the finisher on her. Um, the finisher she hit on uh, Rebel... Um, was a little bit on the sloppy side. The one she hit on Britt Baker wasn't that great either. Then finally she goes over to Jamie Hader. Jamie Hayter drops her over the top rope. Um, and then she kind of like does this thing where she's selling it, but she also stumbles really awkwardly over to where Britt Baker's laying on the canvas and basically just stands over her and just basically hands her her arm. And then they act like, oh my gosh, you put on the lockjaw on it nowhere. It's like she's basically like shaking hands with her. Like, come on. But uh, she put on the lock draw, and of course, after all these kickouts on all these different things, you know the lock draw. She taps out like five seconds, and it was like right, perfect time. There was like literally like a minute left, I think. Like it was like ten fifty nine, or nine fifty nine when it happened. Then she got the win. And then yeah, and then you know that was that was the end of the show. So. All
0: right. So great, great for this match.
1: I like, like like I said in our t- group text message like this is gonna sound me you know people are gonna say you know this you know, this is him being you know negative about AEW again but I I, I give it a, a solid C just like I said toward the end it just evolved into just what kind of crazy moves can we hit to get a reaction from the crowd when Ruby kicks out of them the start of the match is fine about halfway through it just devolves into into crazy moves. All right, so
0: now for this show, uh, we're going to do three positives and three negatives.
1: Can I I just say one more thing about the women's match? Sure. I I actually, like, I honestly would bump it up a grade. Like, I would bump it into B territory. If after kicking out of all these moves and all these – and they're building up, they're saying, you know, she has stamina and she has endurance and she has determination. If she would have just passed out in the lockjaw, I would have bumped it up an entire – great instead of just tapping out in like 10 seconds like i understand it's a very devastating move i understand lots of people have tapped out in it if she if they had just had her pass out in it and and you know that in end that way i would have given her an entire grade different
0: yeah because it doesn't really hurt her character but actually helps it out because she's tough you know what i mean
1: yeah it, it still it still gets over the finishing or still gets over the submission is something that would knock you know knock somebody out but it keeps it keeps Ruby strong even in the loss, and it doesn't do anything to hurt Britt Baker or her finisher. Right.
0: Okay. So uh, first, we're gonna do this is so that was AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. We did that first because it happened hours ago. Uh, we wanted to start with the with the most present one first. Um, so right now, we're gonna do kind of a new thing in our instant reaction. Uh, episodes. Um, uh, I call it three top three bottom, you know, so three positives, three negatives. Uh, so for me, the three positives, obviously Omega and Danielson dream match when 30 minutes, I have no doubt that. And as you alluded to in the, uh, the green room, uh, before the show, Corey, we're probably going to get an Iron Man match at full gear. Um, which makes sense. I like it. I, I'll watch these guys you know, fight forever pun intended. Um, <laughs> They uh, they did a really good job with ring psychology, crowd psychology. Again, you know, not saying it was exactly like it, but you know, the crowd was hot, just like you know, rock, uh, you know, like rock Austin, you know, rock uh Hogan, um, you know, Hogan and Warrior, like back in the day too. You know, not as interactive, um, but you know, I know those are three big guys of the business. Um, again, lucky strike can crucify me later, but I just feel oh you out. Yeah, the crowd was very, very hot tonight for both these guys, and they were waiting for this match to begin. Um, and they weren't—they didn't really seem too mad about it that it went to a draw either, which I feel like WWE fans would start throwing trash in the ring.
1: Boom, uh,
0: but uh, that was my number one. Uh, number two uh, was was the crowd. Crowds over the top. I'm expecting nothing less from AEW crowds from here on out. I expect them to be hot during every match, from top to bottom, from beginning to end. They. Really impressed me tonight. I'm really excited about uh, Rampage on Friday, and uh, Rampage is 10 o'clock. It's going to be 10 to midnight. Um, it's going to be going to be a hot oh, crowd.
1: I forgot it didn't start till 10. That's not. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. They're they're deciding not to go against SmackDown yet. Yet SmackDown is the H A show. Yeah. Yet as of right now, I don't. I can see them going maybe nine to eleven at some point when they go to TBS to kind of fight with Fox. Um, but that's a different story for a different day. And then my third is something we haven't talked about yet, but there were some pretty epic signs in the crowd. The, the, the biggest one that of note,
1: just so we can hey, finish hey, the segment. Hey, Shane. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Keep, keep going on your signs. Give me like a minute and I'll be right back. Okay. Just go on about the signs. I'll be right back. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So the signs, so there were a couple signs in the crowd. We talked about it earlier. Um, the MJF sign, I'll leave my boyfriend for MJF, um, the other one is um, was about uh, is this real life? There was like a crowd. There was a sign in the crowd, like question mark. One of those AEW uh, AEW marks that t- Lucky Strike Tobin knows and loves, and he always interacts with online. And the one that was the most epic. Apparently, he came back from the dead. His name is the Macho Man. Oh yeah, did my best. Did my best. Uh, impersonation of uh, the macho man. You're looking at Elizabeth ugh, like that. He was in the crowd um, and he had the, the big madness head in the crowd of, of the macho man, which is oh, yeah, fantastic yeah. on camera side.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: I did, I did my best impression. So those are my three positives. So Corey, what are your three?
1: Um, my, my three positives, I mean, Omega and, and Daniel... Ryan Danielson uh, definitely delivered. Uh, again, like I said, I mean, for a 30-minute match, you don't feel like you've sat there for 30 minutes watching them, and I could have watched him go for another 30, which hopefully we'll get that. Um, on positive for number two... Um, on positive for number two... I feel like I'm... I'm happy that the Luchasaurus and jungle boy are kind of getting this big push into feuding with the elite and they got kind of their, their time to shine on the first show. And then they'll get their, their match on Friday, which hopefully they will win. Uh, if it's, if it's booked the way that I would like to see it booked. Um, and then in, in for a third positive, uh, I would probably, I mean, honestly, as far as match quality, Everything was perfectly fine tonight. Like I said, I mean, just the things that I'm saying, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I had a rough week, so I'm probably just nitpicking a little bit more than I need to. But, uh, everybody, everybody had a great show. Um, uh, everybody, you know, performed very well if, if not a little underwhelming, but uh, everyone did really well and everyone got their time to shine. And I think most things were booked properly. Um, I mean, I know that's not a huge positive, but uh, I mean, that's just kind of everything that I took away from tonight.
0: Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, And then for the three negatives, I just put down picture in picture nonsense. Um, I understand there's ads. I understand there's commercials, but you're either going to go to just, just go to commercial and not show anything. Or when you go to commercial, the referee has to stay in contact with the, Opponents in the with the men or women in the ring, and say, "We're on commercial. Just let it, like let it happen. Slow it down, because there's like there's like certain things during the Omega Danielson match that are happening, that are big, and we can't we can barely see them. So just for for me as a fan, presentation
1: you th- aspect you, of it. You think you think they could just relay down to the ring, hey, go to a rest hold for like, for a yes, bit.
0: yep. WWE has perfected it. Um, Aew should be able to do it as well. Uh, number two, black mist. I'm not into it. I, I just as of right now, I like Malachi black. I like his character. Um, I don't really like where he's at right now. He should be you know going towards the, the the top guys. but I agree with you and Tobin in this facet and more Tobin than anything that there's so many guys at the top right now that even like CM Punk isn't even there. Like now you have Danielson, you have Adam Cole. And then you have CM Punk, who was supposed to be this top guy, and now he's facing Powerhouse Hobbs at Rampage on Friday. And then you have guys like Malachi Black that are facing Cody Rhodes on like the mid-card-type match with a big opponent in Cody Gro- Cody Rhodes, but there's there's just so many guys. How are they going to book them? And so uh, Black Mist, I'm not all about. Just just stick with the Green Mist. Stick with the Grey Muda. Stick with Tajiri. Okay, Black doesn't need no,
1: no fucking mist. Okay. I, to, I, I totally feel that, like, uh, as far as CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are being booked, or I'll call him Daniel Bryan because I'll forget the other name. But, uh, <laughs> That's fine. It doesn't matter. So, sue me. Someone sue me if you want to. It to you <laughs> you, know, you don't, won't get much. But uh, I I feel the way that they're being booked is, like, the exact opposite of how I feel that they would have been when you told me they were coming in. Like, I th- I would feel that CM Punk be going after the title Brian would be doing like the solid stuff in the mid-card trying to, to to put some new guys over. But I mean I'm I'm definitely happy with where Daniel Bryan is right now taking on Kenny Omega. So
0: Yeah. And then um for the for the third one, um, just rushed matches, like you alluded to. The first match went a half an hour, and then every other match after that. So they again, I don't own a wrestling company, but in I guess just for podcast purposes, you have to time your matches. So, like if you're if you know that the first match is going to go thirty, if it's going to be the first match, then you have to kind of time your matches the rest of the time. And like you said on TV, it did feel like they were a bit rushed um, and kind of stopped too quickly. Uh, but I feel that they've finished some storylines, they progressed some storylines, and so it'll be interesting to see what they do on Friday, if anything, um, and then going into the following Wednesday and Friday um, for Rampage and Dynamite. What are your three negatives?
1: Well, my first negative, of course, you'll probably disagree with me on this, is the CM Punk promo. Just in the to know, <laughs> like, especially, but here, here's the thing, is, is I'm not just going to bash on CM Punk about it. For a show that had timing issues to me, the fact to, to throw a promo in there when you really just could have done your five matches and and everything could have been better timed to, to put CM Punk out there for a promo that didn't really feel like it delivered anything new. The, these promos of, Hey, I'm CM Punk and I'm happy to be here in AEW and I'm going to fight this guy now. Like it's, it's very it's, to me. It feels cut and paste. There's nothing. It doesn't get me excited to see him in powerhouse Hobbs. You know what I mean? Just, it feels very cut and paste. We've heard it before. Especially okay. with
0: powerhouse Hobbs not even coming out and like and uh, sticking out for himself.
1: Yeah, there's there, when whenever there's whenever there's no retaliation, whenever it's just him just spouting off, it it doesn't feel like it feels like we're only getting half the story. So that's so that's why that's a negative to me. Um, I would I would say my my second negative, and I wrote this joke just for this show because I thought you would enjoy this, Shane. Uh, for <laughs> this was a very stacked card. And as the saying goes, I didn't know they could stack shit that high. <laughs> but um, now just in as much as I said that everyone did it, everyone did, you know, a, a valiant effort was given tonight. And, and it 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 ha- it felt there was so much buildup. It felt like it was going to be a big show. And then it just didn't meet the expectations of what it felt like it was going to be. Do you know what I mean by that?
0: yeah i mean the 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 crowd made it more than what it was absolutely
1: Um, like if if this if this had taken place any place other than new york and the crowd definitely saves it in some aspects it just doesn't feel like it lives up to the to the height like especially the ftr match and sting and darby allen just feels like it didn't really deserve to be on the show um and then for my third negative is is again i definitely have to say uh, Sting to me, like I said, if I feel that if the ending had gone different and he takes he takes the bump into the chair and, and FTR gets to roll up with the feet on the ropes, you know, whatever, uh, I feel that that's a better ending to me than, than Sting getting another win uh, over... I mean, I'm not saying that FTR absolutely needs the win to stay at toward the top, but it feels like they're kind of becoming an afterthought and they're kind of getting brushed to the side uh, with, you know, the Young Bucks. Sting and Darby Allin, um, the Lucha Brothers, Jurassic, Jurassic Express, the Hardy Office, and you know the Blade and the Butcher and all that stuff. Feels like they're getting, getting kind of brushed to the side and they're becoming everyone's kind of whipping boys now.
0: Right. I know you're not saying that Sting should lose every match, but yeah, there are times when Sting... No, no. Ha-
1: he he, he yeah, doesn't have to go to out like there and the lose bullet. every match. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or Cause, just cause like, you... don't even put him on the card. Just have him there as like a cheerleader. Which he's been there before too, but...
1: You know, yeah, I, know, and, yeah, I know.
0: I know he wants to get the pop over the New York crowd, but you know he also doesn't have to win in front of the New York crowd either. I get what he, you're
1: talking about. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to lose his shine by jobbing to everybody and anybody. But he's he's got to start giving back a little bit. Got to start, you know, get having someone get the get the win.
0: All right, so there you have it. AEW Dynamite Grand Slam is in the books. Friday night Rampage Grand Slam. Uh, we're going to try to have a reaction show, but I'm not going to guarantee anything live on air right now. Let's put it to you that way. If anything, we'll try to have one this weekend at some point.
1: We don't owe you little pukes jack shit.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, we're giving you something tonight, late night, Wednesday. So now we're going to go back, back one day. Yesterday, NXT 2.0. Coming up next, we're going to talk about uh, from beginning to, to end, what we thought about it, and what happened. A couple things that are uh, changing the tide at NXT 2.0. I guess it has to do with the content. So more to come on that coming up next right here on the 33 to third percent podcast instant reaction episode. Hello all you listeners out there, Shano Makazowski, host of the 33 and a 3rd percent podcast. just want to take this time out to thank some of our sponsors. Steiner's House of Recliners and Other Living Room Furniture, Prince Ikea Furniture, Dust Booty Starring the New Day, Terry Funko Pops, Captain Hulu Albano, all Cindy Lauper Super Mario Brothers streaming service, Billy and Chucky e. Cheeses, Cash for Goldust, Uncle Dave's Melterella Sticks. Sea Monkeys in the Truck, Production Truck TV Contract Not Included, Job Burger King, Mox Levi Jeans, The Only Jeans Designed to Survive a Deathmatch, Coco Beware Puffs, The Bush Waxers, Brazilian waxing franchise, and Jake Roberts 24 and Me, because if you got 23, I got 24. All these sponsors are with us here on the 33 and a 30% podcast every week. If you want to be a sponsor on the show, Just email us at 33and a third pod at gmail.com. Welcome back to the 33and a third percent podcast instant reaction show. Up next, we have NXT 2.0 that happened live on USA last night, Uh, and we are live from the the center. We're not allowed to call it the Capital Wrestling Center anymore, but that's where they are. It's <laughs> the Capital Wrestling Center, bright lights, rainbows, big city. It's time for Tommaso Ciampa, the new NXT champion. Coming down to the ring, with a couple guys in the ring, we have Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, Odyssey Jones, and Braun Breaker. Again, if you don't know who Braun Breaker is, it is Rick Steiner's kid. And Last week, he had a pretty damn good match against LA Knight, and then at the very end of the night, he goes up to Tommaso Ciampa, shakes his hand, but while he shakes his hand, he stares at the NXT title. So it's a little push for the new guy. That was his first night on NXT 2.0. This week, Ron Breaker and others are in the ring with Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa comes out and just says it took 908 days for him to get the title back that he never lost. All the hardships, the neck surgery, he's standing in the ring again with Goldie. Um, he's excited. Things are changing. NXT is evolving. NXT Two We are in a new uh, new era in NXT. And he said he is still NXT. He goes, Alicia, who's the ring the ring announcer, is NXT. Bad news: Beth Phoenix, Vic Joseph are NXT. Um, and Champa Champa asked the fans to chant for the A Show. So I thought this was good. Obviously, typical white, white meat babyface promo. I'm really glad Tommaso Ciampa has the title because he's the veteran of NXT, and there's still some veterans mixed in between here. Uh, but I guess my my talking point for you, Corey, is along with these veterans, even like Pete Dunne is considered an NXT veteran. He's only 27. He's been part of the business for
1: 14 years. Well, I mean, Uh, honestly, even though he's been with the company for like three months, LA Knight is essentially an NXT veteran compared to all these new people we saw in the past two weeks.
0: Right. So what are your, what what are your thoughts about the, I guess this is the second NXT 2.0. We talked about it on our last episode, but what do you think now with uh, what we're what we're about to talk about? A lot of new faces, new women, new men uh, last week and this week because uh, we didn't really get into the matches last week on our on our episode. So what do you think of a little mix of of both veterans and, and this, new guys?
1: This feels very similar to when ECW did the uh, what was it the the new face initiation or in, whatever they called it um whenever they brought like Yoshi Tatsu in. And they brought like right. a bunch of new people in at the same, at the same time. It, it's refreshing in a way because I always enjoy seeing like the new characters. that Because they, they said that this is going to be more character driven. And honestly, yes. I, I, I get excited to see characters like, I mean, you can tell me, hey, you know this is this guy and you know he's you know he's got muscles and stuff like that but it's like you know well what's what's his character what's you know kind of separates him from everyone else so even though you know last week we saw you know oh generic cowboy guys that's something different um and of course we we've talked about it, we, judged, we we're very excited to see tony d'angelo <laughs> hey it's me tony d'angelo I'll make you pieces and then i'll whoop your ass <laughs> Play a, little, play a little bit of play a little bit of stickball down there on the, on the in the middle of the streets.
0: I told him he might as well be Big Vito's kid. Everyone's having kids and bringing them on, bringing them into the business. This might as well be Big Vito's, Big Vito's kid because he looks just like Big Vito. He has that hat, the black hat, like Big Vito. Leather jacket like Big Vito. You asked if he had a skirt, and he didn't. So well, no, yeah, you said typical you said Italian, Italian Vito, and I
1: was just I assumed he was wearing a dress. <laughs>
0: No, no dress, no dress, but he wants to have success in WWE. So he, uh, there was that. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to see, to seeing what's the common NXT 2.0. I feel like it's, it's going to be more character driven, but it has like an indie feel. It always, always has had an indie feel until, you know, guys, uh, like Adam Cole start getting in there and the undisputed era and you had Ciampa, and you had Johnny Gargano, and the matches started becoming better than the main roster, and then Vince is like, let's shut that shit down. Nothing's going to be better than Raw and SmackDown our staples, but we still uh, I'm just glad NXT's still around, Um, and we'll talk about potential tweak to the content on NXT in a little bit. Uh, But um, continuing with the night, um, Cameron Grimes comes out. He says he's all fired up. Still talking about uh, Chompa's beginning promo, um, and LA Knight's music hits, and Odyssey Jones tells him to shut up and says night lost twice in one night. Uh, Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland come down. If you don't know what happened to Oni Lorkin and uh, who's the other guy, Lorkin and
1: Birch, Danny Birch, yeah, Danny Birch, uh, they got kicked out. They're of the dead.
0: group. Uh, yeah. I got kicked out of the group last week because they lost again, and Pete Dunn and Rich Holland said, fuck you guys.
1: We're going I, home. I honestly, I honestly kind of expected that they were going to like, when there were rumors of NXT veteran guys getting cut, like, once they got beat up on TV, I was like, oh, they're getting the Alexander Wolf treatment. Get their ass kicked <laughs> on TV and then get kicked right the fuck out.
0: But, uh, Chompa punches done and a huge brawl breaks out in the ring. Um, so hopefully this this means that we're gonna get Chompa and Pete Dunn. And for as much as I really don't like Pete Dunn's character and his punchable face, I'm looking forward to that match if it happens.
1: i I'm gonna be honest, I didn't see the initial uh, opening segment uh, on NXT and I saw someone post a video online and there were like all these comments about uh, Braun Breaker sounding exactly like Scott Steiner. So when I heard him talking, I honestly thought someone took, Audio of Scott Steiner and put it <laughs> over Braun because it sounds it sounds exactly like him. I mean, like it's you know it's uncanny how crazy, how exactly the same it sounds. And then of course then of course you know he called he called him bitches. He did, he did. Starting to get to that edgier
0: content. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And then uh, right after that uh, we jump backstage. Uh, Kaylee Ray, Electra, B. Fab, and I'm reading off of RingsideNews.com and even the person writing this. Says, some girl I don't recognize are screaming and brawling. So back in the ring, Champa and Breaker knock Dunn Holland out of the ring for a second time. Champa holds up the title and Breaker tells the heels not to go far because everyone wants to see this continue. And so they have a tag team matchup later on that night. So first match of the evening, we have Kushida champion. Of the cruiserweights versus Roger Strong with diamond mine. So you're talking about having Britt Breaker's posse come down. The entire diamond mine comes down with Roger Strong and it's like six people down in the ring. It's
1: like nation I told domination you, down there. I told you, it's, <laughs> you, you can't cut a diamond. That's why they all have to be there. A diamond is one. It's unbreakable.
0: Well, I, guess, I guess I'll give it to you. I just don't understand why they're all down there, but okay. Got it. Um, Good, so match <laughs> good, good match between Kushida that way. Good, good match between and Roderick Strong. Back and forth affair. I would say probably match of the night. Um, but of course, Roderick Strong. Um, Ivy Nile drops a Superman punch off the steel steps. Kushida rolled back inside and strong. It hits a flying knee and then a backbreaker and gets the pinfall one, two, three. And we have a new NXT cruiserweight champion in Roddy strong diamond mind celebrates. Grayson Waller comes out. Who's that guy? I'm assuming he's from NXT UK because he has an accent. Sorry for the stereotype. Um, but Waller says that he's been starting to realize that NXT 2.0 is a jungle. But if anyone was built to survive a jungle, it's him.
1: Well, then, Mr. So, Waller, welcome to the jungle.
0: Yeah, welcome welcome to the rainbow paint and set party jungle that is NXT 2.0. And uh, it looks like um, Nigel Bivens says we're going to have a match next week. Strong and Grayson Waller. I don't know if it's for the title yet.
1: If 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 there's one thing I hate about NXT and I, from the most part I, I like a lot of stuff about NXT. There's one thing I hate. So many of these guys win belts and then they, they just do nothing. Like I I remember Kushida beating uh, Santos Escobar for it, and then literally I don't remember him any match he's had after that. Like it was just it's like guys win the belt and then whoever they face next they just drop the damn thing, get called up to the main roster, get shit on, and then they get flushed out of WWE forever.
0: Rinse rinse and repeat
1: Yeah I mean pretty much
0: Uh, Then after that match uh, Tony D'Angelo we've already talked about him There's two things that his uncle has always told him That are important in life Business and family And now he can add a third His success in WWE So looking forward to the the young Italian man With Italian character Tony D'Angelo Coming to WWE
1: Uh, The two cowboys He's bringing that special sauce to (laughs) 2.0
0: Right, edge your content. Uh, Brooks, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, which are the two cowboys that we saw last week, they're talking about how they became friends after a fight at a bar. And then we see close circuit television footage of the fight, and they say that they love to brawl. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's a street fight or a dog fight, they'll finish it. So we have a put APA 2.0. All right,
1: woo. Well, at least it's not Brokeback Mountain 2.0. <laughs>
0: Next, we have a quick match between Kaylee Ray and one of many newcomers, Amari Miller. Probably about a three minute match. Um, Amari tries to come back on Kaylee Ray, who is a former NXT UK women's champion, um, and looks for the spin kick to the face, but it gets caught, and Ray turns it into a gory bomb for the win. Kaylee Ray, winner. Nothing really of note there, except for Kaylee Ray got another win, and she's not really doing anything.
1: Yeah, that that's that's how a lot of this night felt. You just felt like, hey, throw some new people out there, tell their story. Boom, match over. Right.
0: And then we have the ever popular in week number two of his career. Braun Breaker is interviewed. He says tonight's huge for him because it's a tag match with one of the biggest dogs in NXT. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Champa walks up and asks if he's ready, and Breaker says he is. He can't wait to team with the champ. Breaker stared at the belt in Champa's arms. We all know where this is going. At least I hope so. If it's not going the way that I think so, I'm not going to Not gonna be a wrestling fan anymore. <laughs> um, then we have Trey Baxter and Dante Chen. Females. Just to let you guys know. Chen, WWE's first Singapore-born superstar, walks up with Baxter and gets a snap German suplex on Baxter. Baxter climbs the ropes, but is forced to jump over Chen, who then catches him with a unique finisher. Oh, these are... Guys, <laughs> I,
1: I I was about to say like I just wanted to see how long you were gonna keep going with it, but
0: yeah, I don't know what, what the hell? No, oh, okay,
1: it's, well it's, it's
0: two dudes, two dudes. Well, I can edit that out and post. Um, next. It
1: in? Damn it. <laughs>
0: Next segment is Andre Chase is a professor at Chase University. He starts explaining to a room of students how Odyssey Jones lost the breakout tournament. He says he would never have made the same mistakes as Jones. A student points out that Jones beat Chase in the tournament, and he flips out, swearing at him, and before kicking him out of the class.
1: And then Dean Dean Douglas shows up and says, get the hell out of my classroom."
0: (laughs) All these people at Chase University can kiss my ass. And he
1: throws it in the trash. I did I honestly didn't even think about it till this point. It just feels like we are rehashing a lot of old gimmicks. Like I just said, the AEW thing. Old gimmicks are fucking stupid. It's like right. we got, we got, like, we, got the, <laughs> we got Dean Douglas. <laughs> oh yeah. It's. Uh, I- I- Eichmann, whatever his name is, is basically Yoshitatsu. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're rehashing so much shit.
0: <laughs> and then uh, next, we see a tweet from Triple H. He's in recovery from his recent surprise surgery. Everything's gonna be okay. Hunter Paulovac will be
1: fine. Hunt- Hunter even Hunter even buries major surgery. <laughs> He's an expert barrier. What you don't, what you don't see in the background is just a, a destroyed hospital with him with a sludge hammer and a hospital gown.
0: <laughs> so we have Joe Gacy is sitting in the ring. Uh, he says his ring is a safe space. NXT is full of microaggressions, and this is where they settle differences. So Joe Gacy is a psychopath.
1: Good for him. Basically, when I heard the name, like the first thing I thought was like John Wayne Gacy, and I was like, is he going to dress up as a clown and murder people? Right.
0: And then he, uh, he faces Cameron Grimes, gets the loss, um, but looks pretty good during the match. He applies a rear, uh, rear chin lock, but Grimes breaks free, hits a few flying forearms, um, and then Grimes counters with a power bomb and kicks Casey back and then hits the cave-in for the win. Cameron Grimes to the moon!
1: To the moon!
0: Gets the win. Uh, see a replay of Indy Harwell and Dexter Loomis's wedding. What a joke that was. Pretty funny. Um, and then... Bad news, Barrett says, it's a good job he learned some oral skills before the honeymoon.
1: Appropriate, that's not PJ. Edgier content.
0: Oops, I know <laughs> that, that's coming up later. Uh, so, Von Wagner, so the person who is the fourth fourth guy in the. Fatal four way for the NXT title out of nowhere. Uh, cuts a promo while training. He says last week was just a start for him. He could bitch and moan or he could put the work in, and that's what he's doing. Cool,
1: Vaughn. Good good, good for him. That's that's a yeah. good example for the children.
0: <laughs> You're right. Good job. Yeah, good job with that random promo in the middle there. And then we have Electra Lopez, who is now with Legato del Fantasma, versus Anna Shear. Nothing of note here. I don't know these people.
1: Nobody knows um, him.
0: I don't know him. So I don't know what NXT 2.0 is doing here, but uh, so when far, we, it's a little rough.
1: When do we get the restaurant that just stares at his phone the entire time? When's that guy <laughs> coming out?
0: Um, after the match, uh, Electra Lopez wins, by the way. Uh, and after the match, Santos Escobar walks around Electra and says "He, she is class, sophistication, fuego, which means hot for the Spanish fans out there, and raw power that commands respect. He says that she completes Legato del Fantasma and hands her the microphone. She says tonight as just a taste of what the first lady of Legato del Fantasma is going to unleash on B Fab in NXT. And B Fab is the woman in hit row. So it looks like we're pushing a little more of the, the female talent here. We're adding female talent to typically male factions.
1: So my, we see that happening my, a little more often. My my brain my brain hurts from so many names, Shane.
0: I know. There's there's a lot of
1: names. <laughs> when when will they?
0: Too many names. <laughs> Letra Lopez, Anna Sheer, B. Fab.
1: At least it's not George Lopez.
0: Right. And Trey Baxter, who's not a woman, by the way, it's a man, is sitting backstage. Damn, damn it! <laughs> I know. Walks in backstage and and in walks Cora Jade. I
1: don't know who is a woman.
0: She, yes, she's she she she's a, she's a woman. She hugs him and tells him she loves him, even if he lost. She says she he shouldn't feel bad because Dante Chen looks like a superhero. And Max a looks sullen. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she she kisses him on the lips and walks out. Edgier content. She kissed him. <laughs> she kissed him. Speaking of edgier content, Frankie Monet, Jesse Camille. I know. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Stone, <laughs> who is a man. Who is a man? They're walking backstage and they bump into Raquel Gonzalez.
1: Who's a I woman, maybe?
0: Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna say I, I don't know. Raquel says she got, um, she says she got their title match booked for next week. Monet tells her to enjoy her final week as champion. For her, we're gonna have a big match in the next week. Edgy content.
1: And then Frankie Monet wins and defends against Shannon Picasso.
0: <laughs> Odyssey Jones is facing. Carrie Millman and Darren Chiappetta. Let's just say Odyssey Jones kicks their asses. He hit a splash from the middle rope for the win. After the match, Andre Chase runs in with a chair and swings it, but Jones puts his hand up and the chair breaks. I think it was a botch. And um, Chase hastily retreats and Jones poses. Grayson Waller is backstage. He walks up to Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And Hayes reminds Waller that, don't forget, he has that contract from the breakout tournament. He can pick any champion he wants. And then...
1: So, of course, you go after the Cruiserweight champion.
0: Right. Yeah, that's... Absolutely. And then Waller walks away, and then we get Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane walk past wearing some revealing outfits. And Hayes and Trick are floored. It says, damn, they're fine. Edgier content. Oops. Toxic Attraction is their name. So Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane are now named Toxic Attraction, and they are ve- wearing very revealing clothing. So Gus Tobin's not here. I'll say it for him. Roll Tide. Um, Mandy Rose says when she came into NXT 2.0, she came to be a gift for the fans. She realized in the division uh, was in desperate need of a woman oh like her. her. A woman the fans can't be with but love to look at. She blames the fans for getting hit in the face with the, or she blames the fans for her getting hit in the face a few weeks ago. Um, they showed her that there is a beast in her ready to be unleashed. She's ready to take over the precious women's division. Great. And then Gigi talks and she says she has a pain of her past, she has aggression and, They're not just pretty faces and toxic attraction. Wants the NXT women's tag team championships. So they're putting Io Shirai and Zoe Stark on notice. So that's good. I like Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. On notice. Better watch your ass.
1: Coming for your ass, boy.
0: So then we go backstage again. A lot of backstage segments. So here's the thing I want to compare and contrast real quick for AEW. There wasn't a lot of backstage stuff at all. Or interviews at all, other than CM Punk's promo on Dynamite. Here we're getting a lot of backstage stuff because they, I guess they have to because there's a lot of new faces, new storylines
1: getting built. It's like it's like literally it's like backstage at the Muppet Show. There's like a million things going on at the same <laughs> damn time.
0: I know. It's always annoyed that she wasn't consulted, but Io talks her into it. Indy Harwell, Indy Harwell's friend appears, and when Indy comes back from her honeymoon. She'll want another shot at those titles. So Indy Hartwell's friend I'm assuming is Candice LeRae.
1: Well, I LeRae. not can, Candice. well Candice LeRae can't uh, she can't wrestle she's pregnant.
0: yeah that's what I was gonna, I, I thought she was she looked pregnant but I wasn't gonna be that guy that assumes
1: <laughs> she's, she's not pregnant she's just fat
0: <laughs> defensive. And then uh, next we got Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland versus Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT champion, and Braun Breaker. Um, good match, back and forth. Breaker, Breaker is, is going to be a star. Um, he doesn't.
1: Does whether it. we like it or not.
0: Yeah, right. Whether, <laughs> whether we like, whether we like the name or not. I mean, I like the trunks, a la his uh, his dad, Rick Steiner. But, um. He doesn't have the the, uh, the headgear, which is fine. The headgear was kind of dumb. I think it would be even worse on Braun Breaker.
1: I I just I feel the name Braun Breaker is made for like a German guy, though. <laughs> Braun Breaker what? It, the name just sounds like it's made for a German guy, though. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's I, Braun Breaker. I must <laughs> break your back.
0: I mean, his name is B-R-E-A-K-K-E-R.
1: Like... Das, das Wunderkind, Braun Breaker.
0: Right. Match is so long, it even takes a commercial break. <gasps> I know. Breaker comes in. and actually just a commercial break, not a picture-in-picture. At least I don't think. Um, Braun Breaker takes his straps down. You know what that means. Kurt Angle. He's making business. Walk. Yep. Slams Dong, applies the camel clutch. Uh, Pete Dunn fights his way out and tags Holland for an Alabama slam. Chompa breaks the pin attempt, and then Don rushes in. They trade blows. Holland hits uh, Champa with the belly to belly Breaker hits Dunn with another belly to belly And then Braun and Ridge come face to face And trade stiff lariats Both men hit stereo clotheslines and go down um, Holland is thrown out And grabs his nightstick But Kyle O'Reilly comes down Takes it from him and hits him And rolls him back inside Braun hits Holland with a military slam Into a power slam for the win I, I like Braun's finisher by the way It's pretty good
1: it, the only way it could be any better is if it was a Steiner screwdriver. <laughs> Steiner, Cloiner, Steiner, Cloiner. So, so wait, did you did you say that Ridge Holland grabbed his nightstick during the match? They are really <laughs> going for your content, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Never take a kid got a Cobb County, George. Uh, uh.
0: And Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa get the win after the match. Braun takes the NXT Championship from the referee and looks at it. Building storylines here, people. Ciampa holds his hands out, but Braun doesn't give it to him. Oh. Ciampa tries to take it, and Braun holds on for a second before letting go. Ciampa and Breaker post-end the show. Oh, shit. It's going to go down. Braun Breaker and Tomasa Ciampa for the title.
1: In two weeks.
0: Right. So... Um, so what are your, what are your thoughts here, Corey? A lot of a lot of random stuff going on. Like they're they're building storylines, building characters. It's just it's a cluster right now in NXT. Yeah, I guess in a good way, but
1: it's a it's, lot. Lots to handle. It's 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 like the first episode of like a, a sitcom, and they're just introducing like every fucking character. Like there there was no like, hey, let's go ahead and save this person for next week. It was like boom. It's like you got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Just oh my god, it was. Too much.
0: So yeah, so that that's NXT 2.0. Um, I have no other thoughts other than
1: there was there there's... were so many people we couldn't tell who was a man and who was a woman. <laughs> my mistake. I'll keep it in. I guess. No, that's um, okay. It's, it's funny. I made that you know I didn't correct you, so it's my fault too.
0: But yeah, just uh, like I said, a lot a lot of veterans in there, a lot of guys that we know in NXT, like Cameron Grimes, but. A lot of a lot of new guys, a lot of new guys and gals, and uh, it'll be. I always say it. It'll be interesting to see what they do from here on out. I'm really looking forward to Tony D'Angelo. I'm looking forward to what they do with Joe Gacy. Um, Electro Lopez uh, looks good so far. Anybody I'm, with Santos Escobar is going to be good.
1: So. I'm like I'm like an Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Odyssey Jones. I hope that. Uh, he doesn't outshine the breakout winner.
1: I just I hope uh Carmelo Hayes. I hope he you know, I hope he doesn't end up like Bronson Reed. <laughs> right. hey, hey Vince, here's this guy who's uh NXT North Heavyweight Champion. He's too fucking fat get rid of him. <laughs> that's the thing,
0: that's some surprise because Odyssey Jones isn't a Vince guy. So but he's uh he's doing okay for himself. Um, I'll admit it. I have my thoughts about Pete Dunn, but he just re uh, just resigned three years for the company. I'm looking forward to see what he does.
1: Oh, he he did resign.
0: He did. He did resign three years. Good for him. Yep. So he's, he's in it for the long haul. Um, Hopefully he stays Mm -hmm. on XC 2.0. I like his, I like his character. I like him being a heel better. Um, And basically him calling out Tommaso Ciampa. So, there's a lot of intertwining storylines. I like when that happens, especially in the main event between, you know, Chompa, Dunn, and Breaker, and then Holland and uh, Kyle Riley got something going on
1: as well. Except so. Kyle Riley, right now, they said storyline-wise he's out with an injury. He said he's day-to-day.
0: Yeah, they they tried to update
1: us on the
0: injury, and, yeah, he is day-to-day. But he had to come down and interrupt in the uh, main event. So I'll, there's something, something going I'll, on there.
1: Keep an eye eye out for uh, Dude Love 2.0.
0: All right. Dude Love 2.0. All right. So, what are your uh, three positives with NXT? Uh,
1: Three positives. Again, uh, Odyssey Jones, uh, Tommaso Trump, NXT heavyweight champion. And number three, Effin Breaker. Oh, also 3.5, the possibility of boops. (laughs)
0: So, uh, my three positives are Bron Breaker. I'll give it to him. I I guess I'll jump on the bandwagon early. Um, I guess it doesn't make it any fun, but we can all be on the same train here. Um, Number two, uh, I'm liking Roddy Strong as the Cruiserweight Champ. I know it's kind of a swerve um, for me, but... I like where they're going with that. Diamond Mine's okay. Not not a lot of like top guys in there, but I'm interested to see what they do with the group, um, especially um, Ivy. Uh, see what she does uh, potentially in the women's division. She can be a star as well. And uh, my third, Roll Tide, Toxic Attraction. It's gonna be good stuff. So three negatives for NXT 2.0. Uh,
1: three negatives. I mean, again, I mean, I've, I've said it. You know, a couple. No, but i mean too many damn people man too many uh, uh I'm, I'm not really i'm not really f- a fan of uh what i mean yeah i can't pronounce it damn man um and uh let's see negative um, honestly, the negative is uh, I need. To, uh, see, uh, he hasn't been on NXT in a while. Uh, Santos Escobar, man, I need more of him. He's, he's not enough. He's a cool character. He's a cool guy in the ring. Uh, I need to see more of him. Cool.
0: Um, so my negative is too many no names, and I know that's like me being. Negative. Go, oh, come on, Shane But still, this, yeah, like you said, I guess it's too many people. But uh, there's too many no names and trying, it, like having a couple squash matches. I don't know who they are. Like a Marty Miller. Like I don't know who Marty
1: Miller is. It's, it's just it's just that thing of like, it's it's like you know we're gonna see like a hundred new characters and then it's like you know you, you know in like a week or two like ten of them we're never gonna see again. Twenty of them are gonna get cut over the next couple months. It's like. You know why 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 go through all this, but
0: Right. I'm trying to find another negative. There's there's plenty. Um, yeah, Trey Baxter and Dante Chan aren't women, made me look bad. There you um, go. Yeah, and there's there's one more. Where's there one more at? Hmm.
1: Pete Dunn's dumb face?
0: Mm. Yeah, let's do that.
1: Pete Dunn's okay. face. Yep. yep. Yeah, Pete Dunn, you have a dumb face and there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. But that makes you yeah, a dumb I mean, face loser.
0: For as much as I bitched about this show, I mean, I can't find three negatives. So I guess it can't be that bad. Um, but again, it'll be uh, cool to see where they go from here. Because um, we're about to get to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw was surprisingly good on Monday. No, I I mean, I mean, no, it wasn't. Why wasn't it? Who, who, who,
1: who was who was on Raw twice? Think again.
0: <laughs> I'll keep the crowd in suspense when we get to it after the break. <laughs> but everybody knows if you're a regular listener to the show, you know exactly who it is.
1: Raw sucked.
0: Raw sucked. <laughs> Coming up next, right here on the thirty-three and 30 percent podcast, instant reaction edition. Coming soon, the 33 and a 3rd percent podcast presents Retrospective. We talk about Shane O'Mac's very first pay-per-view, Royal Rumble 1996. We give you our thoughts and analysis on this show. And of course, HBK gets the win, and we are on the road to WrestleMania 12. All that and more right here on the 33 and a 3rd percent podcast presents Retrospective. Retrospective. We are back right here on the 33 and a third percent podcast. I am Shane O'Macazowski along with me on this ride. Late night is the smuggest of SOBs. Corey Black still hanging in there, Corey.
1: We are pushing 1 a.m. And we're about to talk about my least favorite subject in all (laughs) of pro wrestling. How could I be doing any better?
0: His name is the tribal chief Roman Reigns on Monday Night Raw Smackdown's own Roman Reigns. And his bloodline, the Usos, infect the Raw brand. And they invade Raw, which I thoroughly enjoy. I I don't like the bland, the, the bland. You know what? It's the bland split. I hate it. I don't like it. I like the old school. <laughs> Everything was together. Storylines meshed into storylines to different shows. Raw meshed into SmackDown, meshed into like Sunday Night Heat at the time. It was it all made sense to me. It was just more better to follow. Reminds me of AEW, you know, Wednesday shows matches into Friday show. Wow, imagine that. But I like their uh, when SmackDown guys go to Raw, vice versa. So we start off Monday night raw. Big E last week. We said it on our last episode. Shock the world. Kind of even though he told everybody on social media.
1: shocked shocked everyone without social media.
0: (laughs) Right. With turning in the money in the bank and beating Bobby Lashley, one, two, three in the ring, to become the WWE champion. Good for Big E. Is he ready to be the face of the company? We have yet to see. I think he will will be, and he deserves it. He's been there for a while. Um, And apparently, from what I read, all positive things about Big E from both companies, AEW and WWE, giving him positive reinforcement. He's beloved in the back. He's a good guy, and morale is high from what I read in the back in WWE.
1: Just like RVD. I
0: know, 420 somewhere at all times with Rob Van Dam. So Biggie shocked the world last week. He came down uh, came down the ramp with Kofi Kingston and, and Xavier Woods, um, and they kicked off Raw. And Biggie uh, thanked the fans for their response and shed light on his late friend Brody Lee, drawing chants of Brody. Um, He mentioned they had business with the Bloodline tonight, only for Roman Reigns and the Usos to make their way to the ring and say, "Are you ready to be the face of the company?" Reigns and the Usos um, interrupted again, heading into the commercial. It was absolutely the right call, as it set the stage for the dream tag team match just in time for the start of Monday Night Football. <laughs> Thanks, Bleacher Report.
1: Good. Time.
0: Yeah, we're never going to be Monday Night Football. Just to let everybody know that. Um, but it's cool that he, that they mentioned Brody Lee here. Um, I know he was close friends with the New Day, especially Big E. Um, and then they they hyped up the big match. Uh, the tag team match, the New Day, six-man tag, New Day versus the Bloodline. Um, good back-and-forth match, um, but a vengeful Bobby Lashley comes down, still pissed off after the loss from last week. He attacked all four of them, leaving a distracted woods open from a spear to Reigns. Um, after the match, Lash- Lashley flattened the head of the table with the spear, leaving him lying in the ring. So that'll be interesting to see what goes on from, from here, to see uh, for the uh, the drafts is happening in October. If Lashley does get drafted by SmackDown, will Lashley contend for the title with Roman Reigns? And then can, Corey's favorite guy will be Bobby Lashley.
1: Can Roman Reigns get drafted to NXT UK? Do you think?
0: <laughs> NXT UK. Yeah, we'll see. He can face Valter.
1: and then he can uh, he can Superman punch someone's butler.
0: <laughs> and Aya, Dra- Aya Dragunov.
1: They oh, want. I don't want him to travel to Roman.
0: <laughs> they want Walter to come to NXT 2.0, or they want him to come to NXT. And he doesn't want to
1: travel. The, yeah, they, they've heard, we've already in times. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. So he doesn't want to travel. Trying <laughs> to make him Just leave him alone.
0: <laughs> leave Walter alone, damn! it! But of course, the Almighty came down to the ring, interrupted the Bloodline, defeated the New Day. Corey, what are your thoughts on this match?
1: Bullshit.
0: <laughs> it's getting late. Bullshit. Roman
1: Reigns. So- I mean, even, even if I was just waking up and had coffee. Bullshit.
0: It's bullshit. So, Roman Reigns gets his first win of the night. We'll get to that later. Um, but Bobby Lashley has a bone to pick with Big E, but also... Speared Roman Reigns, which is cool to see, and we'll see what happens with that going into Extreme roles Coming up next is the biggest waste of time out of all three shows combined: Do Drop versus Eva Marie. I
1: I contend that there's a bigger waste of time later, but this is this is up there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's just say that Do Drop defeated Eva Marie. So good yeah, yeah for
1: I mean, Doudrop. you know, I'm so so glad the story's going on. Hooray!
0: Week after week, I don't know why you just don't let Dewdrop kind of do her thing in the women's division. You know why she got to keep hanging around with Eva Marie.
1: But someone's someone's got to teach Eva Marie the ropes,
0: I guess. Next we have a to me it was a, a sort of a dream match: Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Uh, pretty good match. They they probably faced off before, but to be honest with you, I don't remember. I'm not cage uh, so, Yeah, um, they
1: actually uh, they actually. Uh, uh, wrestled each other one time at uh, at wrestlemania believe it or not
0: really i don't remember that at all
1: well yeah there would be a reason you don't remember that match
0: oh really was that that one it
1: yeah, was it that one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> well cool
1: dun, cool well um
0: I don't know where to go from there, but in the arena, the rivalry between RK bro and former tag team champion, AJ styles and almost wrote its latest chapter as Randy Orton battled styles. Um, good back and forth affair between these guys. These guys are veterans in the ring. Um, almost laid out riddle because riddles out in the ring. Almost is outside the ring. I just wish these guys would just face off without their two, two buddies outside the ring, but that's just me.
1: They're, They're comedy counterparts.
0: Yeah. Comedy counterparts. But, uh, Took a commercial break. Orton capitalized on Styles um, by throwing him into the middle turnbuckle, um, dropping him with a big uppercut in the corner as well. Styles kicked the injured knee of the Viper, but Orton responded with a snap power slam, vintage Orton snap power slam for a two count. Moments later, despite a, um, a big uh, pump up of Styles' offensive, uh, Orton faked him out during the phenomenal forearm and dropped him with a DDT. Third generation star delivered an RKO for the pinfall victory. Orton defeated Styles. Um, thoughts on this match, Corey?
1: I, I, I've, I've actually seen Orton and, and Styles go at it a couple times now, and it, they're they're one of the there's one of those combinations that they click very well, and they always seem to have good matches, and I enjoyed this one, uh, maybe not as much as some of their other encounters, but uh, I mean this is this was a good for a Monday Night Raw and. And like you said, I, I could do with that riddle and almost shenanigans on the outside. But, you know, for Monday Night Raw match, this was, this was great.
0: Well, Going from this one is one that I like because I like Shannon Basler, and I'm not afraid to say it, um, and Nia Jax, former friends, now bitter enemies.
1: Bitter enemies.
0: So Shayna Basler has a bit of a mean streak going on. Um, she beat up Nia Jax. And then at the very end of the match, she ended up winning. So they, uh, Sh- Shayna Baszler put Jax down uh, with the um, Kafuta clutch.
1: Yeah, Kafuta. I, I don't know how to pronounce it.
0: Yeah, Kufruta uh, clutch. Ch-
1: choke, choke hold.
0: Yeah, some choke hold. And uh, Baszler took her outside the ring, further brutalized her, and then she looked around. She was having a second thought, and then kicked the shit out of Nia Jax. I like Shayna Baszler's mean streak. I like where this is going. She should beat the shit out of everybody in the women's division just like she did as the queen of spades in NXT
1: she kicked her shit out of her shit
0: she kicked her shit out of her shit I don't care I love it I don't like Nia Jax she sucks
1: I I enjoyed that kind of like mean streak moment yeah she definitely needs to to go back to being the the ass kicker that she was when she destroyed five people inside an elimination chamber
0: absolutely I'm all in I like their better NXT so I'm glad they're hopefully they're potentially going that way so, up I next believe, we have.
1: I, I believe Nia Jax has been written out storyline wise too, and she I think she had surgery. I don't know if that's real or not, but.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't see that anywhere. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Nia Jax is a jobber. I, I she's like dead. It. Yeah, she's dead.
1: She um, dead Mustafa herself. Ali.
0: <laughs> Mustafa Ali and Mansoor versus Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. What a tag team match Four random guys. um, But the match was really good. Went back and forth. Garza sent uh, Ali face first into the ring post. Inside the ring, Carrillo applied a bridging neck vice. And Garza added a drop kick to the face before scoring. The mostly uncontested win over Ali. So Garza and Carrillo won pretty handily
1: yeah so, i was surprised at that because i thought like ali and mansor were in line for the push but uh yeah i mean for you know again for a rom actually this is a this is a good i mean honestly i've been singing the praises of ali and mansor even when they were taking on mason t-bar i mean they're a good tag team i mean they work really well together
0: how do you feel about garza and korea as a
1: team i, I thought I, I think i read it somewhere that they're actually related somehow And someone's like, so it took them this long to figure out, hey, you guys are related and you're not doing shit. Let's go ahead and put you in a tag team. But no, all four guys are very capable in the ring. And together they meshed again. Their styles meshed together very well. It was a great match. And I think both tag teams are are great and will make great additions to the tag division.
0: So I'll make this one short and sweet. The next match, women's tag team championship match, Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, Versus Natalia and Tamina, Nikki Ash come out with Nikki and Rhea come out and say they're fighting for Connor's cure and they fucking win. That's all I'm gonna say. Good for them.
1: <laughs> so, anything, anything to add? So that by winning the tag team titles, they beat cancer. Good for them. No more right. cancer doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Hooray!
0: So I don't know what this will do for either one's career or Rhea Ripley. Maybe it'll. Re- reinvigorate her career, but
1: it's, it's what a drop Tamina, off. It's going to get Tamina fired is what it's going to get
0: somebody. <laughs> get her fired, she might murder somebody. You better watch out for those snuckers.
1: From the grave, murder!
0: <laughs> murder! So, next we have Charlotte Flair joining Alexis Playground. And basically, the only thing of note here is <laughs> that Charlotte Flair rips the head off the Charlie doll. So whatever Tobin wanted from WWE Shop, they don't have it anymore. Heads off
1: is gone. It's gone. I'm... Um,
0: but some good, good psychology here from Bliss. Um, good stories on the mic talking about Charlotte Flair that like she needs to have the title to kind of for something to prove and save face and to make her believe in herself and things like that. But um, I don't know if this gimmick's going to work for Alexa. It just keeps going on and on and on.
1: I, I, Yeah, I'm really enjoying the, the whole psychology of the whole you have to have the belt or you're not a person. You're not you – know, like you don't feel like a person without the belt. Um, I'm enjoying that psychology aspect to it, and it's kind of nice because, I mean, people have been ragging on Charlotte about having the belt all the time for a while. So at least they actually took those people's frustrations and included it in the storyline. Right.
0: So it'll be interesting to see there um, who wins that title match on Sunday at Extreme Rules. Speaking of extreme rules, there's another title match, and it's Sheamus and Damian Priest for the U.S. title. But there's a match with Jeff Hardy first against Sheamus on Raw. If Jeff Hardy wins, he's input into the match as a triple threat.
1: There's no way that happens. Jeff Hardy was just fighting for the 24-7 title two weeks ago, and everyone was bitching about it. So there's no way he's beating Sheamus and getting inserted into the United States.
0: Or is there? So after the match, um, a furious Sheamus confronted U.S. champion Damian Priest at ringside and blaming him for the loss. Why? Because he came down to the ring and Hardy answered, uh, busting Sheamus' nose up, apparently pretty pretty bad, and they were thinking that he broke his nose again. And he, he busted up his nose with blood spilling into his beard. Um, Sheamus appeared to be rolling late, but Hardy, the crafty veteran and the former champion, caught him with a sunset flip for the upset victory. He beat him with a fucking sunset
1: flip. That's what he did.
0: This is Jeff, Jeff Harvey.
1: So, can we, can we uh, if Sheamus keeps busting his nose, can we officially change his name to Marsha O'Brady?
0: <laughs> Marsha O'Brady.
1: My nose! <laughs>
0: So um not sure why Seamus confronted US champion Damian Priest saying it's his fault but it's so be it this match doesn't doesn't float my boat at all sorry Jeff Hardy you're like it's like 10 years too late for me
1: I, I every time I see Hardy out there like I I'm like tire Jeff please you know mm. you just can't go anymore bud
0: yeah I don't know I mean him putting him in the match is, seems very forced and I don't think we needed it, but
1: well, like it just seems it just, seemed, it just seems it just seems like a, a a snap reaction to him being in the twenty four seven skit the other week, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, Jeff Hardy deserves so much better. He should go to AEW and just quit and walk away and do Right, bunch of fucking babies,
0: babies. So earlier in the night. Bobby Lashley barged into Adam Pierce and Sony Deville's office and ranted about Big E's title win last week and suggested that he can both beat Big E and Reigns in the same night if given the opportunity. Eventually, Adam Pierce and Sony Deville were on the phones with their executives, even though I think the executive is the same fucking guy in Vince McMahon. Um, but Heyman came in to the office later on that night, and um, basically Adam Pierce said, tell your guy. That the match is on, so we have a triple threat match, uh, non-title, just a triple threat match. This has an old school feel to it, I think, because you got three big guys, three top guys, just fighting for nothing.
1: Three I like it, bruiser.
0: Right, right. So you have three guys. You have Biggie, WWE champion, and you have the guy that was wronged, air quotes, wronged out of the title via a a gimmick. Stipulation and money in the bank, and, um, and Bobby Wonder. Lashley, <laughs> and Bobby Lashley, bam, bam, and bam Roman Reigns, the head of the table,
1: King Kong Bundy,
0: the best heel in the business today. <laughs> Other than Kenny Omega,
1: I know, I know, I know it's <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, Shane. We can't be saying crazy shit, right?
0: <laughs> um, so this match was was uh, a back and forth affair, <clears throat> and ended. Pretty crazy, Um, but uh, the action broke down as the match entered the final stretch with Big E delivering the big ending on Reigns, but Lashley pulled him 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 him. onto the floor. (laughs) One, two, three. That's it. Big E won. He won all the titles.
1: Big E won, and then they decided to give him both the titles, and then they decided, hey, you know what? fire Roman Reigns. Yeah, we don't need SmackDown anymore. Roman Reigns, you're fired. Get out of here. And then he went over to Tony Khan and see if he could get a job there. And Tony Khan said, Get the fuck out of my office. And then he walked in the middle of the street and got hit by a (laughs) bus. He got hit by
0: a bus. (laughs) He couldn't even try to get a job at Impactor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, not after getting hit by a bus. He's dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Scott DeMore said, Hit the bricks, Roman. Hit the Uh... bricks, eh?
1: Uh, For legal purposes, I should probably say that's all hypothetical.
0: (laughs) So Big E delivered the big ending on Reigns, but Lashley pulled him to the floor and then proceeded to put him through the commentary table. So kudos to Bobby Lashley. All right? You like Bobby Lashley. He put Reigns through the table. But then Reigns rocked Lashley with a Superman punch, and then Big E ran into the match. Um, Oh, he pulled Big E off. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm off tonight, man. Not good. So Big E got put through the table, folks. Don't mind me. I'm just... You know, being a terrible host. Reigns, rocked Lashley, then with a Superman punch, and then Big E re-entered the match after he got his bearings from getting him getting put through the table. Then the, the WWE champion Big E speared Reigns through the ropes and delivered another big ending. Lashley grabbed a chair and blasted Big E repeatedly, unloading a week's worth of fury. And then Reigns seized the opening and delivered the spear onto Bobby Lashley for a hard fought win.
1: I don't know about how hard fought it was, but he got the win, I guess.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, but overall, though, the match, like I said, three top guys, pay-per-view quality, um, and a lot of intertwining storylines for both shows. So I like the way they're going. I wish they didn't have a draft. I wish they didn't have two shows. But, hey, who am I to say? I don't know, a billion-dollar company. Um, But the thing that I didn't like was, you know, obviously somebody had to win. So how strong do you have Biggie look if Reigns wins or vice versa? But I think Reigns is so over that like you could have had him maybe Biggie take a pin with Lashley and then Reigns could have looked strong, something like that. You 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 can make it happen in a triple threat by two of the top guys looking pretty strong.
1: I'm but, I'm okay just because Lashley or not Lashley that just because Biggie wasn't the one that was pinned. Right. Um I would have hated it much more if he was the one getting pinned in this scenario, um, but yeah, just the fact that Roman Reigns has to go over twice in one show you just it, fe- it feels like overkill. Um, I mean, even if like one of the Usos gets to pin in the first match, I'm much happier about the whole situation. But I mean, I like it just seems like they just keep building up Reigns and Reigns and Reigns and Reigns. And Reigns. It's like you you have to build up someone else to to take him down eventually. It's like you had Biggie perfect moment you know money in the bank i mean you know you can take the tie off him because he's got money in the bank but he didn't even feel confident in doing that so you shipped him over to raw to take it off lashley it's like who it's like who do you have in the um, come down the pipe that can that can beat roman and have it make sense
0: right right i mean uh crown jewel your boy brock lesnar he, he could do it he can do it in, in saudi arabia
1: yeah, I mean as much as I want someone to beat Roman like it it, it can't be Brock Lesnar because we've seen that we've I seen know. that <laughs> song and dance before. It's got it's got to be somebody who's going to be there on a more permanent basis. It's got to be somebody new. Got to got to be somebody new.
0: All right. So, the very end of the night, three positives and three negatives of Monday Night Raw. Right.
1: First,
0: yeah, three positives first.
1: Okay, uh, positive is that I the uh, and and Garza versus Mansoor and Ali. That was a pretty good match. Orton and AJ Styles was definitely a good match. I enjoyed that. And uh, just the mm, just the the uh increased usage of big E slash the psychological aspect of the Alexa Bliss uh Charlotte Flair feud. So that's my three That's my three positives.
0: Okay, so my three positives. Triple Threat match was huge. Um, like I said, pay-per-view caliber on Monday Night Raw, so kudos to them. And uh, the storytelling was well throughout the night, so I guess that's two of them. Triple Threat and like, the storytelling. Um, and then my third is Shayna Baszler. I hope she's back. I'm excited. Um,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely a positive. That's good.
0: Yeah, so I, I want to see her do well. Um, and then I'll get to my three negatives. Um, surprisingly enough, I go from a woman to two out of the three are women. Do drop an Eva Marie, no good. Tag team titles for the women's tag team titles, no good. I couldn't care less about either of them. Sorry, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. Really Rhea Ripley has fallen off the the wagon very, very fast. Um, and then I'll say uh, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I'm not I'm not really digging Jeff Hardy being input into the title match seems kinda of forced. Seems kinda of CM Punk forced. <laughs> Nothing's that forced. So three negatives, Corey.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna surprise you with my three negatives here. Uh, I'm going first negative. Uh, Roman Reigns. Um, second negative. Uh, Roman Reigns. And um, my third negative. Uh, Roman Reigns winning the main event.
0: You cop out, smug son of a bitch.
1: I mean, you had to know it was coming.
0: I I did have to know it was coming. So, any final thoughts? Oh, smug one! At the end of this show, one thirteen in the morning here, going into th- early Thursday morning. I appreciate you coming on. Good uh, instant reaction show. Any final thoughts uh, going into Rampage and Friday
1: Night SmackDown? Hey, if there is one thing I've learned, according to my hero Vince McMahon, sleep is for the weak. But um, uh, just A- AEW has, and in, in, again, my opinion. Everyone can have their everyone's allowed to have their own opinion on shit like this. It's wrestling. We can enjoy what we want to, hate what we want to, all that shit. Um, I just think that AEW has a very low bar heading into Rampage on Friday, other than Omega and Daniel Bryan. Um, and I think they, they have to they have to kick it up a little notch. They can't just rest on their laurels. Uh, they need to they need to put on a better product on Friday, in my opinion. Okay,
0: um, for me, I just and I said this couple shows ago, I'm really enjoying the chess match between both companies because you know Tony Khan thinks that he has a lot of cards in his deck with all the top stars and all the guys and girls that have been coming over from WWE, but now you have Vince finally recognizing it and saying, hey, I think we have to start changing some things. Hopefully, that's what he's thinking because we hear, we're hearing reports that NXT 2.0 is going to be edgier, hence why I keep whispering edgier content and Corey you keeps whispering bounce. boobs. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, you know, this is all rumor and innuendo, but USA has approved it and Vince wants there to be more Attitude Era-esque content on NXT 2.0. The reason why is for that demo of 18 to 49 that AEW is finally... Beating WWE, not by much, but they're beating them. So, this could all be just dirt sheet bullshit. Um, but I'm going to believe it and say that Vince is trying to turn at least some of the product around. The other thing that I need to say is why do you want to turn NXT 2.0 into that product? Why not turn Raw or SmackDown into that edgier product? Even though SmackDown's kind of been edgier to begin with, it's on Fox, they have edgier content.
1: Cause I, but. <laughs> I, I think, I think honestly, Raw at this point. They're just they're relying on just the fact that it's three hours and it still brings in sponsors and stuff like that. Right, they Worried right, right. they're a publicly traded company, that if RAW becomes edgier, then they start losing some sponsors. But they don't give, you know, they don't give a shit about their C show. They're like, fuck it.
0: That's true. You know, again, I'm not a business fan either, so that makes sense but
1: I'm just looking forward to the return of the, uh, the gravy in a pool wrestling women's match.
0: <laughs> Toxic attraction versus themselves refereed uh, by double J. <laughs> Don't piss me off. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in the chess match here. What a great time it is to be a wrestling fan. I'll keep on saying it. Um, both companies, even if you throw impact in there, um, it's it's been going really well. You know, Bound for Glory is coming up. Uh, we'll be talking about that in a future episode. Um, you know, Josh Alexander's fighting for the, for the impact world title. Corey's
1: Josh it, Woods. Josh Woods is the pure wrestling champion. Yeah, Josh
0: Woods is a pure wrestling champion. The Josh's it's all coming up. Josh for Corey. Rip, he loves rip. it.
1: Wrestling has never been less gay than it is at this point right now.
0: <laughs> and you got Braun breaker, you know, he, he might win the NXT title out of nowhere from Tommaso Ciampa. We, we don't know. We don't know.
1: We don't know. We don't know. On.
0: It's crazy. It's what the future holds, but I do enjoy these, uh, these shows of instant reaction. Um, and I intend, we intend on doing more in the future. There's a lot less to talk about, but there's a long, still long shows because, we know exactly what we watched instead of doing two weeks of coverage. I try to fit it into an hour and a half, but um, this has been fun, Corey. So I appreciate you getting on late um, and we appreciate all of you listening. Um, We put this out for you guys and we appreciate all the listens uh, from wherever you listen to your podcasts. Again, if you want to hit us up on social media, Twitter is at the number three, three and a third pod. And then Instagram is the number three, three and a third podcast. Um, and this will be uploaded later on today, probably afternoon, Thursday afternoon. I got to work tomorrow.
1: so. And, and, and if you happen to have any edgy content at home that you would like to send me, feel free to send it to CMB5136 at Yahoo.com. Boobs, <laughs> <laughs> your content.
0: <laughs> any any edgy con edgy content any edgier content yeah please send to Corey. yep cmb5136 <laughs> at gmail.com
1: yahoo.com uh, Goddamn, damn uh,
0: yahoo, oh, yahoo. Co- cory's living in, in 2004 my bad uh yahoo.com and uh get that edgier content to him and maybe we'll put it on the show um but yeah please hit us up on social media Mike lucky strike tobin's our social media entrepreneur he likes to put stuff on there um don't miss our retrospective episode uh, coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks about my first pay-per-view Royal rumble, 1996.
1: Um, and feel um, free to feel free to listen to three people talk about belt designs. Sometimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our belt design episode, uh, the double top five, top five, best top to five, worst. Um, belt designs i can't believe you don't like belt designs Corey. i'm surprised
1: so many things to talk about in pro wrestling i'm not gonna talk about a fucking belt design
0: really like there, there's no like belt that you like seeing the most that you've always liked like the winged eagle or the big gold. yeah or... but
1: i mean like what can i say about it i was like they're they're cool looking like that's all i have to fucking say about it
0: all right i don't know mm-hmm. i thought you would like you know maybe the the Universal title, because I mean, Roman Reigns has it, you know, I'm not just a, I, special.
1: I'm not a, I'm not a goddamn tailor. I don't give a shit about fucking in <laughs> and fucking out seams and up your ass seams and all that shit.
0: We're all, we're, we're all fucking nerds here, and I'm just really surprised that you don't like a little thing like a belt design because I <laughs> like belt designs. No. All right, each round, each round. Alright. Well, we'll end it there then. We'll end it there with Corey not being giving a shit about belt designs, but goddammit, he's going to give you Just ten of them.
1: Put top it, put five it, put,
0: top five worst.
1: Put it on the list of shit I hate. It's a long it, fucking list. It's a
0: long fucking list. It's correct. It's a long list. So for me, Shano Makazowski, for the smug SOB Corey Black, we bid you adieu and good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Send me your belt designs. <laughs>